I'm not sure if you see those Carl's yourself, those ads, but they start like coaches, consultants, service providers, and that's how you start the ad. <laughs> they like rolling. They forget about if that's an exclusivity thing, if that's a premium thing. Like, how can I convey that with my messaging? How can I speak to those people? I don't think a lot of people know how to speak with that exclusivity level. Like, how do I understand how these people think and how do I speak to that type of level? Like, that's a massive, massive, massive problem. It's really important to be hyper-targeted to the specific people that you want to attract. Mm -hmm. So in this part alone, when you start to run your ads or you start to post organically, they are going to qualify themselves already of whether or not they would take your offer. Welcome everybody, you are listening to the Omi Channel Podcast, a podcast from digital marketers to digital marketers. I'm your host Dominique Aldegrande and my mission is to help fellow marketers, entrepreneurs to grow their businesses online. So buckle up and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. What is up? What is up listeners? How are you Carl? I'm good. It's a little bit windy here in Manila. This is what What's happening. Is it like the rainy season still? Yeah, it's rainy season. Um, Sometimes it rains, sometimes it storms. And what we like here in the Philippines, of course, not a lot of people are having cars or able to commute properly or smoothly, Mm -hmm. especially here in Manila. So... um, Having this season, windy season, is just mm-hmm. you know a comfortable, a, a comfortable climate here. Because you know in the Philippines you have like, I don't know, in some other places all around the world they have like winter, spring, summer, and fall. Here in the Philippines mm-hmm. we have hot, hotter, and hottest. So <laughs> it's really ideal to have like some windy season, but definitely. Oh, okay, so. I don't know why I first, <clears throat> sorry, I thought that when you say, oh, it's windy, uh, oh, it's horrible, but you actually like the wind, no. so wind is good. Wind is your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wind is friend here. <laughs> well, here is not so much because it messes your hair up and you're like, oh my God, my hair. So we don't like wind, but um, it makes sense. It's very humid there, no? It's, it's super humid. Yeah, I want the listeners to know where are we exactly located. Tom, where are you located? Nice. France, right? Yeah, and it's like super. It's there's a sea and it's wind and it's beautiful, but we don't need it, you know, that much. <laughs> the it's not that humid either. Um, winters are very low key. You can still go out and jog in shorts during the winter, but it's still chilly enough for you to wear coats. You know, <laughs> whenever the sun is setting, it's it gets a bit chillier, but it's not like you're not freezing to death, right? So. It's good. It's nice climate. Sunny every day. Mm, I can't complain, honestly. I love the weather. <laughs> yeah. Love the weather. I, I don't know how you okay. do, you know, Philippines. I think that would be too hot for me and humid. So that's no, okay. So, Carl, what are we going to talk about today? So, we are going to be talking about how okay. to attract people who can afford <laughs> your services. If we're going to um, speak that in a marketing, perspective how to find the quality leads right Mm -hmm. and how you Mm -hmm. would avoid time wasting time speaking to unqualified leads we're not trying to be rude but Mm -hmm. you know in terms of business you want to speak to the right people right Mm -hmm. of course you want to attend to everyone's needs but in Mm -hmm. terms of your business you want to have engaged people who would really convert Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to ask you, Dom, would you rather speak to 100 people and get like two conversions, two sales, or rather speak to 10 people and have like eight of them convert? Right. Like, yeah, the answer is obvious. Right. So today would we would want to speak about how you can get that quality of leads. Um, and this is not just about Facebook ads or anything about advertising. This is more of like a whole online marketing in general. So yeah, let's hit it. Let's hit it. So, um, how do we come up with this topic? First of all, I get this a lot. I'm not sure if this is an issue for you, Carl, but like, help, I don't know why, but I'm attracting people who can't afford my services. Like, right. Like that's, 
that's super common. And and no matter what you do, people are like, I don't know what's happening to me. No one can pay me. Maybe I should lower my prices. And that's like, no, don't. You just need to fix, you know, your marketing stuff. Yeah. You don't need to lower your prices to be able to compete or win the competition from your competitors. It's just a little, it's just uh, more of um, finding the right message, speaking to the mm-hmm. right people. And today we're going to mm-hmm. dig into that and how to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of okay. okay. What's Let's in our first bullet, Dom? Our first bullet, because we're super prepared this time, by the way, we are, we literally <laughs> like went out to say message Carl, like, hey, Carl, um, are we going to prepare? Or I'm gonna, we going to wing it again, like one more time. And Carl was like, yeah, okay, let's do something. So, <laughs> so we have bullet points now, which is like huge, yeah. right? So the first one, what we noted was unqualified leads and what processes yeah. can you implement to qualify them? What's your take on that, Carl? Yeah, for me, it's more of like, you know, when we say unqualified or qualifying people, for example, if you're running some type of um, some type of a pitch organically or in advertisement, you want to be able to qualify these people in the questionnaires that you are presenting them. For example, if you are running a lead ads, you want to attract the right people, then definitely having some questionnaires that would make them think if they're really qualified to your freebie or your offer or anything that's your that you're giving them for value right so if for example if you are targeting people who want to scale or if you're targeting businesses who want to scale then i would ask questions like how many employees do you have or how many or what's the reason for your scaling so mm-hmm. startups would immediately disqualify themselves because you know you, you don't give a choice you don't want to give a choice or a multi, or, or, or yeah a choice or an option for them to um give an answer that i'm just starting out so definitely mm-hmm. in that in that level alone um people would just close out the window and just continue scrolling mm-hmm. right so yeah i, I love that yeah. you say that they could disqualify themselves but um, sorry to interrupt you, but with that said, you also need to know like, who do you want to target, right? Like you need to know yeah. the qualities of the clientele mm-hmm. that you're looking mm-hmm. for as far as even their social economic situation, if they can't afford your services, especially. Mm-hmm. One of the things here is, of course, people are super, super broad with their messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a crucial part for me. And it always circles back to having that buyer persona. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for the saying that riches are in the niches. Mm-hmm. Rich, niches? Niches? I don't know how to say that word. But yeah, <laughs> it, it specifically, you want to be able to um, speak to a lot, speak to a, a very specific people that you want to attract. Because I see a problem that what most entrepreneurs think is that they're afraid that they're going to miss out on a huge chunk of potential buyers if they speak to mm-hmm. just a specific group of people. It's it's really important to really be hyper-targeted to the specific people that you want to attract, right? Mm-hmm. So in this part alone, when you start to run your ads or you start to post organically, they are going to qualify themselves already of whether they whether or not they would take your offer. So this includes your copy, your captions in your posts, your VSLs, your video sales scripts, emails, landing landing pages, etc. Um, and it should be customized according to your buyer avatar. And mm-hmm. yeah, you just have to call them out. Yeah, I just have to call them out so that you know that you are targeting to the specific people before they even click on your your post that would mm-hmm. you know make them take advantage of what you offer. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Of course, we're going to always circle back to the basics, right? I think you cannot possibly bypass the basics of, hey, like, who are they? Like, do you know, like, how much they make? And then how to talk to those people. And I think, especially now, there's a huge demand on uh, just going back to your super broad messaging to do the opposite and 
And how do I speak with that exclusivity? You know, it's so funny because even, and and that's the, like the oldest trick in the book. I'm not sure if you see those, Carlos, yourself, those ads, but they start like, Coaches, consultants, service providers. And that's how you start the ad. <laughs> they're like, they're all like, coaches, consultants. And I'm like, okay, okay. Help me you scale. You. Scale. Do you want to scale? Just um, 20K so, per month. <laughs> yeah. No, but you see like those headlines with the messaging, like super broad, like, oh, all the coaches. And I'm calling out. Yeah. Like, yes, I can see that. But that's literally a lot of people like you don't tell me like all coaches consultants and service providers can pay 10k for your program or i don't know how much you are selling it for unless it's like a yeah. low little ticket right then like okay you can talk to everyone but um that's one thing that i think this is the oldest trick in the box like oh i'm just gonna put like coaches consultants and service providers in my headline and that's how i'm gonna start you know um in my copy sorry so that's what i see like that's what people are doing but they forget about if that's an exclusivity thing, you know, if that's a premium thing, like how can I convey that with my messaging? How can I speak to those people? Um, are they going to be, you know, with a massive all caps head? Like, is that going to work for them? Probably not, right? So it's it's, I don't think a lot of people know how to speak with that you know, exclusivity level, like, how do I, you know, understand how these people think? And how do I speak to that, that type of level, either? Like, that's a massive, massive, massive problem. <laughs> yeah. And this aligns with, you know, I love that you spoke about that, because this aligns with your brand consistency as a whole, you know, yeah. so if you're targeting, like, coaches, and then consultants, and then service providers, then definitely, there will be misalignment to yeah. your messaging in your entire content strategy right let's not yeah. talk about ads let's just talk about content mm -hmm. you know because this is the backbone of your business so you know you would have you would have like some content specific to um coaches specific to mm -hmm. like you know different type of people and then you know people would sense or smell that inconsistency you know, um, mm -hmm. for me, for example, if I listen to a podcast, I don't use a lot of a lot of times there are some podcasts where, you know, this is so great. This is so cool. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't listen to all of their episodes and bench mm -hmm. bench mm -hmm. listen to their all of their episodes because mm -hmm. not all of their episodes are so aligned to what I do. So you yeah. see the inconsistency there. Um, versus to if you are very specific to your target audience, for example, if you are targeting just coaches, then mm -hmm. you speak to coaches. And this is very this is very important in the beginning part of your process. Now, um, we're not saying that, you know, um messaging, your messaging couldn't be, you know, broad or you cannot target a uh, different type of people. But if you see, for example, like Neil Patel, they speak to a lot of people, entrepreneurs in e-com coaches or different types of businesses because these brands are super well known like like a lot of people are really pitching their businesses to be able to work with them already like these are super but especially if you're just in the beginning process it's really crucial to have a niche to really mm -hmm. boil down to who you really want to target and how you can help them yeah, and I love that you said that. I love Neil Patel. That's a great example. And just going back to the podcast episode, like, yes, that can be a podcast episode um, that that applies to you. And you are immediately able to see like, oh, that's me. I'm going to listen to that. And so you I'm not, not going to listen to like 400 episodes um, because that doesn't apply to you. And that's fair. And that's already done because the title is in a way that you can identify, oh, okay, I think I could, if I listen to that, I will learn something. So we yeah. do this all the time, not just with podcasts. We like think about YouTube, like go on YouTube, like you keep scrolling, like, okay, what do I want to watch? And of course, when you see a title, when you see a thumbnail and you see some content that you think is interesting for you, that's what you're going to watch. And it's it's insane to me that to generalize all the service providers and coaching and consultants and, and assuming that they all just want money, okay? That's all you want. 
good, you know, um, because that's a vile assumption of like, oh, no, I think everyone wants just money. Like they just want to scale up to 10K or 20 or whatever K. Um, but I don't think that's always the case. And that's also killing the business because maybe some, you know, coaches, they want impact or they want to be seen or, you know, getting to more people because they are more impact driven. Not really like, of course, money comes with that, but it's not how you uh, pitch them, you know, 10K, like whatever, you know, promises there are there. So um, it's so, so generalized. So I think just circling back to the way you're messaging um, is is very, very important. The other thing that we are going to move forward, like once I see the ad and I'm like, cool, and I go into the landing page and it's just like exclamation marks, all caps and things that are blinking, like those spammy ones are just a huge turnoff. And I think, again, agreeing with you, Carl, like, okay, like how do I create that aligned and also stay consistent with my brand? congruent with my brand and that can be a, a, a just a massive bus scale when you have those landing pages that are just like spammy looking yeah i agree with that of course um <laughs> people think that i mean most of entrepreneurs i mean a lot not most but a lot of <laughs> entrepreneurs think that you know once you nail your offer once you nail your like these are all important factor but they disregard design mm -hmm. there's a design has function in the business you got to understand that's like a secret ingredient to all of your marketing campaigns have a good designer look up on fiverr of course or hire carl's team <laughs> <laughs> yeah or hire me no i'm not saying that but you know these these landing pages all of your websites your your ads or anything that uh, comes across to your your sales funnel Mm -hmm. should be having a good design and having a good you know because it builds authority and trust right it builds that level of trust that you know when i click on an ad or when i even see a a video or 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 an ad on facebook while mm -hmm. i'm scrolling i've seen some landing pages or some sales page that are like created from windows 95 in the year of nine windows 95 you know those you know yeah. those um um <laughs> open sans or calibri texts fonts like yeah <laughs> we don't care about designs then but right now it's really crucial to have a good you know good designs in sales pages and the landing pages mm -hmm. and yeah i think that changes the game if you have that yeah and just like you said with not just the design design is like one part of it but also like the what you put in the landing page like text is also important yeah um oh my god like like god bless i love i love all my clients they are amazing right <laughs> um but like sometimes you tend to fall like when they are building their own landing pages and i am go checking on them they're like bye now and like exclamation 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 don't miss out. It's a no-brainer. And then, and then, yeah, no, no, you know, that's what your ideal client should think that it's a no-brainer. You just shouldn't put like mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, you, know, uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't give it an exact words. You shouldn't put it in exact words. Like this is a no-brainer. <laughs> this is what make they people, did. Oh my god, God bless. Make them. people think make people think that is a no-brainer to right. buy from you but not to the point that you're going to like spell out no brainer no, it's a no-brainer <laughs> and then like exclamation exclamation and that's like a high ticket program right um so no i don't like to do that but um but i think like what do we say to people that are perhaps guilty of this like now you're listening like okay i'm i'm that person who puts exclamation marks and spells out no-brainer like what do we like how do we send them to to show them quality landing pages like do you know anyone who we consistently see quality landing pages from like you know like someone they can check out as well frank kern dom's yeah okay. dom's ultimate crush <laughs> no i love him i wish he was my father yeah. he could be he's 51 he could be my father 
please adopt me, Frank, uh, if you're listening <laughs> to this one. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, a good well, one. Yeah, well, just type on Google, like, um, top influencers in your space, right? Mm-hmm, and then just mm-hmm. try to go to their landing pages, try to, like, stalk on them, um, go into their email list, sign up for their newsletters. And then when they have an offer, try to look. What kind of what kind of deals are they doing? What kind mm-hmm. of messaging are they putting there? Mm-hmm. How do they, you know, like these people are very successful already. So all you have to do is not copy them, but have an inspiration in what you can put out, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can't give many ex- I can give many examples right now. Like, um, no, I think that's lot, good. A lot, no, I right? think that's good. Like you said, like look at the top dogs in your niche because I was like, oh, just check out Dan Log and Peng John. Yeah. Like, I think they can build landing pages. Like, mm. I want it to be like, you know, more tactical than strategic, but I think you make much more sense than I do um, with saying like, hey, just look up the top, top, you know, whoever in your niche and just check what they're doing and, and just, you know, get some inspo from that. Okay, so you actually, your answer is much better than mine, right? I give you that. That's okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So I I want to have I want I don't know if this is going to be aligned with what we're talking about right now or what we're discussing, but a caveat here. But you know we can just edit this edit edit this out if this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But a caveat there is that you might be getting a good quality lead, but mm-hmm. you're getting low conversions, mm-hmm. right? So. People are coming into your leads, um, you know, they're engaging with your emails, but, you know, the, the conversions is very low. So mm-hmm. I think the main reason for that is that, you know, there's just not much romance or there's not much courting and mm-hmm. you're immediately putting out the ring and asking them to marry you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You need yeah. to dance on it. You need to make them like you, trust you, build mm-hmm. your authority in your emails, whether it's be on Messenger or you know, um, link them to your YouTube. You want to show mm-hmm. that you are this person who you can really who can really help them out mm-hmm. with their certain problems, right? So you really want to build that connection because sometimes you may be got, getting that good quality leads. But you're not able to follow up, follow them up, bombard them with enough value for them to mm-hmm. like, know, mm-hmm. and trust you even more. Mm-hmm. That's why when you make your pitch, you don't get the conversions that you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just no. That that does that make sense, it, right? And I like I love that you said that, and does that makes perfect sense. But I think a lot of people are like, I want sales today, you know. I want them to convert now, okay? There's a lead. They have to buy, like, t- today. And it's so hard to, first of all, explain to people that that's not how things work. And unless it's a low ticket, okay? We don't talk about, like, 10 yeah. bucks, maybe 50 bucks, maybe 100 bucks at best. Low tickets are easy, easy to sell, right? Um, but if you have anything, and we are, like, we are talking about quality leads, Anything more worthy to sell? I mean, the reality of the things that's just not going to happen right away. I mean, that's very, very, unless your client is an idiot and they don't do research um, <laughs> or they are very impulsive buyers, but I don't know. But I think it's it's not just for your client, but for you, it's 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 like a dance. You know, you both need to see if that's, there's a fit. You know, the client has checking whether or not they can work with you or you can help them. And you you do the same. Like you need to check whether or not you can help the person and they are a good fit for you. So it's not just because they yeah. have money, they have a credit card that makes them yeah. your ideal client. It doesn't it doesn't work like that, especially if you are like a service provider and you need to check like, okay, even though you have a credit card, you're an asshole and I don't want to work with you or you're delusional and I can't help you. So it's, it, it has to go both ways, and that takes time, unfortunately, or not unfortunately. So for sure, there has to be that in a process, that building that up. But it's, it's, it's so hard for some entrepreneurs to, first of all, deploy that. And even though they have a ton of leads, they're not converting. They're like, okay, they're not quality. They 
they might not have money. So we are making assumptions here. Don't you think like, oh, I have 50 leads and like I pitched my course and none of them bought. Like, I think they are not quality. They don't, don't have the money. Do you think it's a money issue? Like, or do you think it's the, the fact that you just didn't nurture them or didn't have the relationship with them? Listen, this is going to go back. This is going to tie back to mm -hmm. Dom's signature um, reaction to people are smart enough to yeah. <laughs> to thank you to, for quoting to, me <laughs> uh, i'm trying i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember your exact words there but i think it was along the lines of people are smart enough to decide where their money is going to be spent and yeah. if you're just going to put out some vague shit vague yeah. shit <laughs> people are not gonna lie right and and again it ties back again to you know really knowing your buyer persona you know knowing what they're knowing their problems and how you can specifically address these concerns and yeah i'm like laughing because you're quoting me but um <laughs> I, yeah I, I mean i i hope i drink my own kool-aid i preach i do what i preach um but i <laughs> But I just don't like this, um, how people are trying to scam people to buy and 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 sign up when it's, I, I'm, I don't like that those intentions, right? That's why I said just because someone has money doesn't mean it's your client. And even you as a service provider, your coach, consult, whatever you're doing in your business, you should also have your expectations. Like me, I need to, like, first of all, who do you targeting? But what's my expectations from the clients? Like, how do I want them to be? I want them to be coachable. I want them to be open-minded. I want them to making this much money per year. I want them to be like this, right? Like, it, it also have my qualifications. Not just, like, who needs my help, but, like, who do I want, you know, for my business? Dave? And that not everyone is going to be in that category, even if they have the money, right? So it's... You have to be more, you know, conscious of that as well when you are messaging people or qualifying your leads, right? I don't have anything to add to that. You said it perfectly, mm -hmm. Dom. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so another issue that I see, and I'm going to give you like a story time, story time here. Um, so they were like, oh, you know, I'm not sure what's happening. Like no one has money to pay, pay for my services. I'm like, okay, so what's your lead magnet? Well, my lead magnet is an ebook on how to scale from zero to 10K in a month. I'm like, okay, that's why, because your program is 10K and you're targeting someone who has like zero to 10K, meaning that they don't have 10K right now. Okay. So you're trying to attract people with a lead magnet that's clearly is something that they, if they are in the category, they, it just doesn't make sense. They don't have the money. Of course, they don't have. They are. They want to go there. They want to get there. They're not there yet. So if you are giving them an ebook on how to scale to zero from zero to ten k, then yeah, it's not going to work out. So that's the lead yeah. magnet, the cheap lead magnets. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I will want to add that to that because it's amazing that you talked about that. But you know, for for. You know, having these cheap lead magnets, and mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned here that you're trying to attract whales with one-page ebooks. Yeah. <laughs> what I would advise there is that you need to give more value. This comes down to mm -hmm. what Gary Vaynerchuk has always been telling us: to like jab, 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 right hook. You want to provide he, as he much. He should as adopt value. you as well. That's he's your favorite one. <laughs> yeah. And you have Frank Kern. <laughs> yeah, at least we both have our crushes, okay? That's settled. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you listen, you want to over-deliver with your leads, right? So if, if people notice that you are really this type of person who wants to over-deliver, you know, for example, if you have a lead magnet and you send them that ebook, you know, mm -hmm. when they get to that ebook, Give them a video, a, a video message or a video tutorial on mm -hmm. how to get to on how to get to their goals much mm -hmm. faster for free. Bombard them with more value than mm -hmm. what your lead magnet promised, right? And every day you would want to dance with them, just providing and providing and providing value. Yeah, just just like 
that's the secret sauce. Like <laughs> you want to be able to give enough value to for people to really like you. Like if people would say that, hey, this guy is really amazing. He's really giving a lot of a lot of content. He's really, you know, hitting the pain points that I'm having. Mm -hmm. Um you sure are going to have some results there because building that authority, building that trust that you're this guy who who can provide that much of value is something phenomenal. Mm -hmm. No, I think I love that you said that. And it's so true. Um, and it, that's a huge fear for a lot of people. Like, I don't want to give too much value. Like, what the hell am I going to teach? Like, I'm going to give out the farm. Like, oh, like, what am I going to do then? So that's a huge fear for people. Um, but I don't think that should be something that holds you back. Um, the other thing I wanted to say here is just like when you said, okay, um, you know, value, value, super massively important. But think about how you become a fan of someone. And uh, another story time, there's a public speaker guy here who literally speaks um, like a stand-up comedian, except he covers mental health subjects. And I stumbled upon his YouTube and I went to his seminar and I, fuck, I have his book now. And, and I mm -hmm. literally want to, I mean, message and like, work. I, I wanted to approach him right after I'm like, oh, like, hey, can you like help me? Because I think you're awesome. But I was, I was, I was chickening out. So next time he comes in town, I'll hunt him down. But just by listening to this guy and like, fuck, that's actually super helpful. And then, oh, I'm going to apply that. And I will see the changes. I'm like, okay, cool. That, that helps. Now I'm going to get his book. I'm going to get his time. I went to his page for his seminar. So I'm a super fan. And I have yet to like go one-on-one -on -one work with him. But that's what I want to do. Because I was getting free value. Like I, I, I could watch his YouTube videos. And I paid to go to his programs. But now I'm like, okay, what else? Like I want to know more. And that's it. Like I became a super fan just like that. Because of the amount of free value that this guy was giving online and I could find myself and then everything else that the way he structured his business is goodwill marketing is like I'm helping you you see you apply that that works cool so you're gonna come back to me once more and consume more content and buy my books and come to my seminars and he even has like summer camps that I was considering going like okay summer camp with this guy let's go um, um didn't go yet but you see, it's it's so organic to building up the fan. You're going to be a fan of the person if they can help you with something and you apply those things. And it's like, okay, I'm excited to even work with that person now. Yeah, um, I think I think this relates to what Frank Kern has used to say. I think I, I heard him mention this before. I don't know if I'm going to... Um, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to throw out the exact words, but he, mm -hmm. it, it comes with the lines of the amount of value that you give out and distribute mm -hmm. is directly proportional to how you would make the revenue, mm -hmm. how you make the revenue, right? Like something like that. So mm -hmm. the amount of value that you give to people is something that you can expect and expect in return. Yeah. You're giving out a lot of free value. You're, you're not really afraid of what's going, that people are not going to come to you because they already have what they have because of your content. Mm -hmm. But listen, if you are afraid of, I don't know if we're, we're still aligned with our, our message right now, but this is mm -hmm. really crucial for really a lot mm -hmm. of coaches and course creators who want to produce mm -hmm. content. And you are afraid that people are not going to get in touch with you or buy your course or buy your coaching program because you think that they've already seen, seen enough from mm -hmm. your YouTube videos, from your Instagram videos. People want to have a blueprint or a special mm -hmm. guide. And because they know, like, and trust you, you are the person that they're going to yep. come across. Or they're they're going to connect with, right? So don't be afraid to like spill out all this all 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 the secrets that you have because at the end they're still not going to be able to connect all the dots yeah they want a specific and step-by-step -step process how they're going to be able to um, solve their problem so when that time comes you know that they're really eager and you 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 already get past the awareness stage and you get past the decision stage mm -hmm. they're gonna come to you because you're the one 
whom they like, trust, and want to connect with and want mm-hmm. to take out the money and give it to you. Yeah. And 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 the fact that they know that you can solve their problems, right? And because you yeah. they seen you do it. They've seen you, for example, set up campaigns or they've seen that the results that you were giving were getting to other people or they've seen, you know, content that they applied and they're like, oh cool, that works. And when it comes to making decision, you are the only person that they're gonna go for. So um, that's really, really super important that you thought that. And I think um, when you have a lead magnet, you can always over deliver. If you have one chance, and maybe think about it this way: if you have a premium something that you're selling, and you have one chance for for to give to convince someone from zero to come to become your client, what would do you think? What do you think you should teach them, or what do you think they should know that once they implement it, it will make a change in their life so that they will not think about who else to, yeah. should they go to? Maybe yeah. that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's really a game changer. There and the way that you and if you do that, you're already ahead of like 75% of your comp- competition sure. who is not sure. really who's not ready to give value who want a consultation first and then you know alignment first before they you mm-hmm. know um, hopping onto these calls and want to mm-hmm. make sure that you can pay for it before you you know before you sign oh, up sign it. up with their programs because you're delivering over delivering the value they already know you they trust you you've already built that foundation and it's a no-brainer. That's where the no-brainer comes in. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because um, I had that fan relationship with one coach out there. And I love their podcast. And when I was booking a call with this person, I was, um, they actually had a box like, I have the money to invest in myself. And I had no idea how much the coaching was, right? Before I went, I'm just like, I felt like, so weird about ticking the box like i have the money to invest in myself yeah but like i don't know i don't know yet so whatever i didn't like that that they have that question i'm i'm thinking they're disqualifying people with this button but i think a lot of people disqualify themselves because they don't know how what are they looking up like how much that would be and once we went into a call um i was i was people like this person was asking me questions and um i felt like okay um i was like okay i can help you get there i can help you to your goals i'm like cool so how like can you explain to me like uh and and that this person was unwilling to give me any information on how that will happen (laughs) and and i'm like i my logical brain was like what is like so again it's like okay we're gonna get there and i should trust you because i guess you have clients who manage to do that, but there was no value. Like this person didn't say like, Hey, um, okay, I can hear you. I think right now what you can do is apply ABCD. And if we end up working together, I can help you with more, but just with this call, if you walk away from this one, you can try this, try this, you know, and then see if that helps. If it doesn't help. Yeah. We can figure out how we work together. But that didn't happen. I had zero, zero value from that phone call, I Skype call, whatever call was that. And I walked away with like, I don't want to sign up because I just don't feel like I want to. Like I don't, I hadn't, I have no clarity on what's going to happen to me. I I have no clarity on whether or not you can help me. I think you can. I'm not sure. I mean, I listened to some of your podcasts. I think I, I think I like you. But then the fact that we went into a call and I just like felt like I was just the, uh, another one you know that and i also felt bad because i ticked the box that i can invest in myself but it was never about mm. the money it was more about yeah. i wasn't convinced that this person can actually help me so it, it completely blew the call so um yeah that never happened that coaching session that's a good story and you know i really like that you mentioned that because most times we really just want to you know of course we're in business <laughs> let's mm-hmm. get straight to the fact that you know we want money that's why we created this business in the first place of course yeah um but the fact that you don't want to over deliver the fact that you're not coming if you come from a position of really just wanting to help mm-hmm. right so you're a yeah. coach 
you have a course, mm-hmm. if you are someone who is really coming from, you have that mindset of, I want to help this person, not like, mm-hmm. how can I take this person on my on my buyer's list? Yeah. Right? You will ultimately, people would sense that. People would already yeah. smell that you're really just up for the business. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're someone in the relationship coach or health yeah. coach, right? Um, you are speaking to people who are having some mental problems or emotional mm-hmm. problems or mm-hmm. something that is, you know, they have these circumstances in their life that they want to address, right? They have mm-hmm. these concerns. So if all they already feel like they can smell that you're in there for the money or you want to join your buyer's list. You know, mm-hmm. they would re- literally sense that, and it wouldn't make sense to have them on a call, right? Because, you know, it's really disgusting. I've had those call- I've had those calls too. I've had mm-hmm. some of those, you know, um, especially when I was starting. Um, there mm-hmm. was this guy who messaged me, and you know, oh, you want to start with the Facebook ads? You want to start with the marketing? Oh, I can help you. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to you know, hop on a call. And then at first he was super excited. He was, hey, dude, how are you going? How's it going there in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, here in Australia, yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. then once he found out that, you know, I was I was someone who was really, at that time, I was really a beginner. Mm-hmm. You know, his voice went down like, and I could re- literally feel his breath. It was like, ah, he was really thinking, oh, how am I going to end this call? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, dude. So, yeah, um, really like, <laughs> you know these, yeah. these type of things that you know right now i I've, i'm already in scaling my business and i don't even want to talk to him about it because mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. such a he was such a dick at that time yeah and um first of all like of course we we go circle back to like qualifying you know people okay mm, yeah. so this conversation would have never happened if if he was taking his time to see if if you are at a stage where he can help you and and maybe you wouldn't feel like bad about wasting his time or he wouldn't feel bad about his time being wasted if he just takes some time to ask you a couple of questions or before you go into a call together and decide whether or not or determine whether or not you are at a stage where he can help you right? That that whole conversation would never have happened. And I don't want to be like, well, you should disqualify people uh, that are not at this point, but you can still give them something but disqualify them. So that's what I do. Yeah. So when I, again, I have a ton of people reaching out to me all the time. And because I have my own requirements of why I would take a client. So I always like in my head, like, is this client uh, is hitting my internal, you know, checklist, the amount of money that they make, the product that they sell, uh, experience in marketing, ability to close. Like I have all of the things that I, um, I'm trying to assess when I'm talking to a newborn client, newborn, uh, newcomer uh, client. Newcomer. And 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 if those don't meet my personal, you know, requirements. I will tell them, okay, I don't think because that doesn't make sense for you and for me, but you mm-hmm. can still do A, B, C, D. And I think that, and I, they, they literally walk away with a consultation, free consultation yeah. on that spot. And they're like, always like, oh my God, thank you so much. And they leave me like testimonials. Like, dude, just, just drop a testimonial somewhere if you want to, like that, if you want then you know, I'm happy to uh, have that, but uh, that's what they're like, okay, can I just drop you some comments here and there and then cool, we move on, okay? And maybe once they find, you know, in their business, they get to the point where they could be a good fit for me as well, they come back. But it's it's always with that, you know, in mind. Like, how can I give them value with this call, even though we're not a good fit? I think you should do ABC. Or even with content, you know, I can say, hey, check out this episode, check out that episode check out this book or that book, you know, I'm like, I'm sending them to some knowledge, right? So that they don't walk away empty handed. And that's, I think, a good one yeah. because then they can come back to you anytime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, there was story time for me as well. Um, there was this 
potential client who came to me and asking to she wants me to run her Facebook ads. And I was mm-hmm. asking the I was asking her to, you know, what's your budget and things like that. And at the end of the call, I figured that we're not going to be a fit for each other. Mm-hmm. So what I did was to give her a mini consultation about what can mm-hmm. happen. And I actually gave her a strategy of what needs to be done from my experience. And I actually I literally told her that you can hire someone who is cheaper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i would consult i would make a a, a free consultation mm-hmm. for example like a beginner facebook ad if you really don't have that budget this mm-hmm. is what i can do for you at the very mm-hmm. least like mm-hmm. i'm not really into i'm not really into grabbing your money right now or getting your money yeah but i'm really into how can i help you because we're not yeah yet. right yeah and yeah, yeah. Right at the end of the call, she actually she literally told me, Carl, it was so great. It, it was it was a great time to have a have a phone call with you. And mm-hmm. she's literally telling me that once she wants to scale up, she's gonna hire mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. that alone made sense to me. Like if you're coming from a mindset of you wanna help people and not just mm-hmm. take money, 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 right? Yeah. You would attract the right audience and you are and you are just like you said carl like you are ahead of your competition massively because people assume that you want to take their money and go and run with it right so it's it's no secret that that's the end goal but i'd rather you be happy about it i'd rather you'd want it and i want it too right it's it's a it's a we work together we collaborate we have the same goals which is helping you grow have more clients mm-hmm. leads like we have the same goal ultimately we are in the same boat because if i don't deliver you don't gonna come back to me and yeah. if, if you you cannot make more money you can't pay me anymore right so we are on the same boat here um so we we should be working together towards that same goal which is again it's it takes two right it's just not just one person and then yeah but i agree yeah with you I, on that. Yeah, and I and you know what? Sometimes I would have clients coming to me, and then we were not fit for each other. Mm-hmm. And then he would have fear. He would have peers or some coaches, her friends, and he would connect with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like that happens to me sometimes. That even though you're not the right person, but if they know someone that can benefit from your services at this point, we can send it to you. So I think it all comes back to that being your you know jay abraham being the trusted trusted advisor for your clients genuinely be with integrity like do what you're gonna say and um they can they can smell that if you are there to help them or if they are there to make money and that's there's no way to hide those intentions um yeah you know no matter what they will you do. smell it oh they yeah will smell it you even you and i can right we can we can so yeah. if we can they can too um targeting issue uh we have this on our list carl and yeah. um whether it's the wrong audience or it's like targeting everyone and before we started recording uh, carl was like hey Domi, let's have a disagreement <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not cool, saying i'm not saying that intentionally <laughs> on what are we gonna have a disagreement it's like yeah i think we should do like broad targeting and i'm like yeah i think we're not agreeing on that so what the <laughs> hell carl like wh- why would you be targeting everyone what what is your like just define your position here because i just i think you are like wasting <laughs> money on shit like since when that worked um this is this is um a strategy post ios 14 because mm-hmm. we're getting underreported, we're having un- underreported um, data from Ads mm-hmm. Manager, and you know a lot of these data are aligning to not being able to mm-hmm. scale enough and not being able to know your numbers unless you align that with your I don't know Shopify or your 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 page or your sales page <clears throat> for these conversions, or if you're using Google Analytics or some. Is, we're getting mm-hmm. a bit technical here, but this mm-hmm. is in ter- in regards with Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're someone who are using Facebook ads to target the issue to target the audience that you want to acquire, mm-hmm. 
then you know this is something that you might want to listen because we definitely have a just a slight disagreement about this i'm not saying mm -hmm. that <laughs> i'm not saying that purposely but i was just thinking about okay um broad audience work with us right now um and i think that targeting happens in the creative like in your mm -hmm. video sales message mm -hmm. in your copy you might want to you want to target people or you want to call out the people who you're targeting in the and the creatives themselves so what we would do is we have like a campaign and then the ad sets all the ad sets are just completely the same and it's mm -hmm. all broad it's all broad mm -hmm. for example we were targeting people who are into relationships so we would mm -hmm. have that guardrail just a mm -hmm. single guardrail for interest for you know looking for relationship and it would it would have like three to five million people that facebook mm -hmm. is gonna search audience for so that's like a pool of or a lot of audience okay. you can target and then the messaging would come into your copy to your headlines to everything that goes in the ad so mm -hmm. it it made us lower our costs mm -hmm. and we noticed that even if we because right now cool thing is to also try lead ads not the conversion mm -hmm. one that we would you know direct people to a mm -hmm. landing page or you know we try lead ads and it dropped our our, our costs to like mm -hmm. ten dollars mm -hmm. and it it, it brought to a, a great success because it was qualified leads but mm -hmm. we had a lower cost for that so yeah i don't know what's your take on that no, um, I wanted to disagree again. Oh, my job is to disagree here. Um, but um, <laughs> I see what you're saying. And um, interestingly, um, like lately, when you see the like cool results of mine, like those are broad targeting. I mean, we did put some high, high premium interest and premium mm -hmm. locations. So, um, but the, otherwise it was not really filtered in like, in like two to like interesting wise and like mm -hmm. um so we did leave that broad and we did see some more results um but i know my take is to disagree but unfortunately i can't um because what i have been seeing as well working is the fact that you put certain keywords in your copy like for example you yeah. selling a course of marketing you put the marketing in the copy and on the landing page, it's like, hey, is your new marketing report? And let Facebook run with it. And because it has marketing, it will show it to people who are more prone to or interested in marketing. So I personally, this one I haven't tested myself. I did see people test it and it worked for them. But maybe it's something that you're saying as well. Like you guys have kept it broad. And then in your messaging, you were putting in a relationship, like certain keywords. And let mm. Facebook decide who is this audience, you know, mm. who is this the best for, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Because, it, because you know, it, it's it's going to circle to, it's going to circle back to um, being hyper-targeted with your audience, with the audience mm -hmm. that you want your content or your ads to be seen, right? So if you're targeting middle-aged women mm -hmm. and, you know, basically all those um single boys would literally disqualify themselves in the ad in mm -hmm. the surface level right in the top of the funnel yeah. they're going to dis disqualify themselves because you're literally calling out middle-aged women and it doesn't have to be like literally hey middle-aged woman middle <laughs> there it is in living in california not really like that that's more of like um knowing your thoughts knowing the knowing the psychographics or anything that mm -hmm day one for example if you're targeting i don't know louis vuitton or dior so mm -hmm. they have those money they, they have the buying mm -hmm. power right so yeah that's something that we tried and it mm -hmm. pretty much is working and then after we had that because this is in the tar in this in the testing phase yeah, so after we after we notice that this is the type of copy that is really working, this is the headlines, this is like the hooks mm -hmm. that were really working, then that's the time that we start to put these ad sets into a separate campaign. And, you know, um, that's where the audience testing 
um, mm-hmm. um, happens. Comes in handy. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we should not skip on the fact that we are talking post testing, right? So there always yeah. is a testing phase at the beginning where we test out different audience headlines, copies, and then mm-hmm. we know what works and what doesn't, and we go from there, right? So it's it's, it's you don't have to skip that, or your media buyer hopefully is not skipping that because mm-hmm. um, that's still that still is important to just test out what's working and what's not. Um, if he's, if he's skipping that, yeah. if he's skipping that, just hire Dom. Yeah, or me. Or <laughs> if your Carl. media buyer is, if your media buyer is skipping those lines, it is so crucial. Hire Dom. <laughs> or Carl. Also, it's so funny because you know, said hire Dom, and I was like, yeah, hire me. I was like, oh no, no, wait, I purposely hire Carl. <laughs> Sorry, uh, glitch in the system. Don't hire me. Hire Carl. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. Awesome. I'm trying to be, you know, nice and uh, helpful and like portray the image of someone who is helpful here. So, Carl, <laughs> I'm sure he can help you. Um, yeah. uh, so, listen. Um, we. I think the last thing that we know it noted here. I think we're gonna wrap up because we are like an hour here. And mm-hmm. I think listeners are like, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. Hopefully not, because we are so mm-hmm. much fun to listen to. But I think we we noted like overall congruency, and I think we we kind of touched on that right like yeah how am i congruent with my branding is my branding quality is mm-hmm. my messaging so it's i think we noted that but i think we kind of like already said it right mm-hmm. yeah that's why it's important to have that branding foundation so mm-hmm. that you know your values you know the value you know the mission you know all of the audience who you're targeting what they value how are you getting connected with them? So if you're like targeting middle-aged women, um, you might not want to put on some curse words in your copy, or you know, you might not want to sound like a little a a a single uh, teenage boy in California. I don't know, um, but yeah. it does have to make sense. You need to align that that messaging. You need to everything has to be consistent in terms of messaging. That's something. That's my two cents here. Yeah, I don't know what Carl has for me, the rich woman. <laughs> I'm sorry, you keep saying middle age. I'm like, I don't know what Carl has for middle age woman, but I think he has. I don't know, no, no, no. <laughs> like, this is like the fourth time, like, you're targeting middle age woman. Like, what do you have for it? I um, have nothing against middle age women in America, <laughs> but you seem to be targeting them a lot. So, if you guys, if you yeah. if, ladies, if you're middle aged. And you see a lot of ads. I think that's probably coming from Carl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we used to target them a lot. But yeah, with, okay. my, with my clients, they're the people who are targeting. But yeah, of it's something I'm giving an example. But it, if it makes sense with your people, right? Um, you want to be able to make sure that you know everything that goes into your brand should speak to the right type of audience. So you would avoid this incongruency or inconsistency with mm-hmm. messaging, with the landing page, with the copy and everything that goes yeah. in hand. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's true. And and to be honest with you, if you don't do if you do those things right, you are much better off at the end. Because you know, um people say, okay, cool, now I have calls, you know, like maybe I need someone who calls my calls and qualifies them well more, you know, like so that the com- whoever comes to the calls, they were already pre-qualified. And, um, but long story short, you, you spare yourself the cost of like re-qualifying people if you do everything right at the beginning. Okay, so if my messaging yeah. is right, my targeting, my like, I, overall I have a congruency of like, who am I portraying? What am I trying to portray here? And like my service, like high end or low end, like whatever, that's very clear to people. Then I don't have to bother with like, okay, so who's gonna you know call my calls so that I don't have to waste my time. So you don't have to pay yeah. for those. We call them appointment setters, but essentially they can requalify leads for you, and that's like a separate service. And they like charge like I don't know how much yeah. for per lead to call them and ask them three questions. I'm like, okay, so uh, I just want to qualify you. But no, if if you do everything right, you know, hopefully. Then you can you can obviously then spare yourself some money. Um, and I wanted to say something else, but I've completely forgotten it. So I guess that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Dom. This was a great episode. Yeah. Well, let the listeners decide whether or not it was one. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I, I think love it. it was I love okay. It. What do you guys think? Hopefully, if you liked it, just give us a like somewhere where you're listening to. Comment below. Put hashtag middle aged woman if you watched so far. Um, yeah. So that we know that you heard Carl talk about middle aged yeah. woman. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is like the third episode, and yeah. there was a lot of drafts in 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 like the second one because you know there's a lot of uh, um, misunderstanding and we're not really yeah. prepared at that time. But yeah, yeah. we're gonna keep on doing this giving a lot of value for you hopefully you yeah. get something some value out of these episodes um, yeah yeah and if well, you guys like cool. this please um give us a hi on facebook and instagram dom you want to yeah shout just, out just instagram? shout out to carl <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah you want me to shout out my socials yeah my socials yes yeah, so give us a hi on face i mean you, you yeah. like like We'll, we'll, do, we'll just put in the captions, right? We'll just yeah, put, put we'll in the that. show notes so you guys can yeah. give it, you guys can give us a hi or maybe some a, questions some we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're really irritated about me saying middle-aged woman, you like, can tell me. In the yeah, we'll, you can message me. We'll we'll make sure Carl doesn't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks so thanks much, so much Dom. Here, thanks, I'll Carl. See you in the next episode, Dom. Bye. See you next week, guys. Bye, bye.